The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. We're back. We miss you, good people. I'm Corey Holmes, and of course, you know I'm here with Brandon Marshall, and I got Ashley Nicole Moss with me. Man, we really missed y'all. You know, I know it was a, you know, it was a decent amount of time we we had off and whatnot, but we're back and we're rolling. B Marshall, how you feeling? Hey. Do that again. We're back, bro. That was so creepy. You said that was like creepy. You did that. Nah, man. Oh. We're back. Come on. Oh nah. my we're back. goodness, that was so creepy. That's how we coming back. Should, we're should, should back. I can't, should I come back like screaming? Should I have been like, yo, we're back. What's up? We're back. <laughs> and now that was good. Listen, yeah, tell me back. about this uh, Dubai trip. Man, you know, you went over there and you were feeling yourself. You know, <laughs> I don't want to start anything. You know, coming straight back to the show, but it of seemed course. like you was on your light skin stuff. No, 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 I wasn't on no light skin stuff. It was a good time, though, I tell you that. Like, you know, Dupai, of course, you know, going into the trip, I was just, you know, expecting to be amazed, but it was just nothing short of amazing, I tell you that. It was right. just, you know, it was like a city that was just super peaceful, right? You know, it was one thing that stood out, no sirens. I ain't see one police officer when I was there. Everybody was in oh. Dubai just wanting to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what, you know, Dubai is, is about providing for the people. And what? it was great, great food. You know, the what was your favorite part? Good. I'd say my favorite part, <laughs> which and, I, and some of my followers and some of my friends would be like, that was your favorite part. But it was was definitely going out into the desert. Like that was what I was really looking forward to the most, honestly, right. going out there. Um, so, yeah, we went out to the desert. But, yo, I tell you what, there's something that they call doom bashing where, where they. Yeah. Yeah. They, they 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 pack you into like a like a like a not a not a pickup truck, but like a like a SUV. They deflate right. the tires and then they just start driving crazy on the sand. Oh, I didn't enjoy that. I um, did that. I didn't did enjoy that. Too? You enjoyed that? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, it was fun being out in the desert, but I'm telling you, by the end of that car ride, I almost, I almost about fainted, Joe. Like, like, cause I, I get car sick. Like anyone who knows me, I get car sick, and I didn't know it was gonna be that intense. Like that was, that was ridiculous. But I, I feel like that's the trick, though, cause when I went over there, I'm thinking I'm gonna have this dope experience in the dunes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we jumped in that little Toyota 4x4. Yeah, that's what it was. And they was just four. driving crazy. It's like, nah, crazy. this ain't the experience I want. Y'all might as well slow down. The, <laughs> really? like, y'all I'm trying like, to yo. flip the truck. Y'all trying to do too much. That's what I was thinking. I'm, th I'm like, yo. Just let me they, get my picture. Yeah, I'm like, I'm about to be in a newspaper, man. My the car going to flip over this sand dune, go to tumbling. Like, it, it was crazy. But I tell you what, those dudes are expert drivers. They know what they're doing, though. Because I, I guess they do that on a daily basis. Dune bashing. 
Yeah. 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 Those those guys are legit. Those guys are legit. But yeah, man, it was it was a good break. What what'd you do over the break? I know you were you were like snowboarding and whatnot, right? You know, oh okay, yeah. I, I kind of forgot. Yeah, it started with um when you guys were in Mexico and Dubai. I was in Aspen. Mm-hmm. Uh there was an event, Culture Shifters, where it was a bunch of us got together and we just painted uh the mountain different colors man we came added some diversity it was awesome you guys know i love snowboarding uh burton and red bull so many other brands came together to really uh just create some diversity so i was able to go up there and see some 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 dope snowboarders do some amazing tricks um it was pretty cool the whole vibe was good we took over in a hotel we had a dj come in and it was just a dope vibe and then from there i think we went to houston and from mm-hmm. houston and new york yeah, new york everywhere. to la from yeah. la to vegas yeah, you was i've been all over the place bro now now i'm still in vegas so i'm sitting here at the wind hotel okay. at blue wire studios this is sick i wish you guys can experience this mm. as soon as you walk in the door it feels like you're in some futuristic type studio mm. or podcasting and you know, different dope shows. So this is pretty cool. So I'm in a win right now. Uh, I was thinking about going back to L.A. To, tonight, mm-hmm. but I may stay another day or two, mm-hmm. man. I, I like the Blue Wire We're Studios. Love, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, hey, Ashley Nicole Moss, she's here with us now, Hi, too. And guys. she had, like, a little trip, right? Where, where'd you go? You went to Cabo, right? I was in Cabo, yeah. How was that? You got to tell us how Cabo was. It, um, it could have been a little bit better. I yeah. wasn't feeling the greatest. Mm-hmm. And as you guys know, I ended up being out yeah. for a while um, with the flu. Mm. I'm still in recovery mode, but um, Cabo was beautiful. It was definitely um, a different scene than I'm used to in Mexico. I've only been to the east coast of Mexico, mm. so like Cancun, Tulum. Yeah. But Cabo is very mountainous, oh, and really? we saw um, I saw a whale for the first time, which was very cool. That's tough. Um, and um, yeah, the scenes were really beautiful. I went out there for my. Um, one of my best friend's 30th birthday, Melvin Gordon. He mm-hmm. celebrated his 30th, and we 30. did a little trip yeah. out there. And it was fun. Um, I wish that I was feeling a little bit better while of I was course. out there, so I could have really um, enjoyed it in its, in, in its totality. But mm-hmm. um, I'm glad I got to experience it in some capacity. So you were sick so. while you were there? I thought you were sick when you came back. No, so I started feeling like a little weird yeah. in Cabo, but I have allergies. So I uh-huh. figure, you know, when I travel, especially like long distances and change like climates, sometimes my allergies like will act up and right, then right, like right. I take my pill and then like the next day I'm fine. Good, so yeah. I kind of like chalked it up to that, but it just kept getting worse. Right, <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, and then when I, listen, on that plane coming back from Cabo on Sunday, I, you know, I'm not somebody who, like, loses their composure very easily. Mm -hmm. I try to, like, stay calm and, like, leveled, like, very, like, often. Right. Hold on, hold on, time out. Sorry to cut you off. What did you say? You're not somebody that No, like, it takes me a lot to get to, like, that point. Like, if I get to that point, it's because, like, I've reached, like, the point of no return. I'm not somebody who just goes from, like, zero to 100 very quickly like that. You sure about that? A hundred percent. Like if I <laughs> if I if I get there, it's because I've reached like a breaking point. So that doesn't right, sound like okay. a New Yorker. That sounds like everyone. No, New like I, I've, zero I've worked I've worked very hard, like in my in my twenties, to like ma- like master that. Yeah. I'm still constantly working on that. But on Sunday, like on that plane, my flight was delayed coming into Miami because there was like thunderstorms here. When I tell you I had a full blown panic attack oh, on man. that plane, yeah, like oh, I was no. I was in tears. Like I oh, wow. felt. Like, every single symptom, like, hit me at once. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, like, I was on the phone with my mom, like, I really thought I was going to die on that plane. Oh, Lord. Like, I couldn't breathe. 
I had a full-blown panic attack. I was like, get me off this plane. I'm going to die. Like, it was really, really bad. Like, I've never mm. been that sick in my life. Mm. Like, it was, was bad. It, so what caused it, Ashley? Sorry, I, I didn't know you were going this, going here with it. I yeah. was just making fun of you, but I apologize. No, you're fine. Um, we can laugh it, about it now. The symptoms is what caused the panic attack? Like yeah, the, so, like, Sunday, it's, like, everything kind of, like, hit. If I was at like a 12 and if I was at like a five in Cabo, yeah, right, it right. hit like a 12, 12 once I got on that plane Jeez. and my chest closed up and I had no voice yeah, altitude, yeah. and like I just I could not breathe and I was freaking out on the like I thought I was going to die like mm. I couldn't breathe. I my I was so congested like I was on that plane freaking out and I really thought like I was like near death like it mm. was not. Right. It wasn't a fun time. Mm. Yeah. So, 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 so Ashley, um, is there any type of advice you can give to anyone that may have, that may deal with anxiety? Like, what do you, yeah. what do you do in those situations to kind of get back down to baseline to calm yourself? Yeah, for real. Is there anything that for works me, for you? For me, it's my mom. Like, I called her and she like talked me down, and she some she suffers from panic attacks too, so she like knew exactly how to like bring me down. Um, you know, breathing exercises like really help also you know if you are somebody who does meditation and things like that like mastering your breathing is something that i'm still trying to work on once you can master your breathing they say like you can really overcome any situation like it's it's actually like if you yeah. read the science behind it it's actually really fascinating once you master like your breathing it just affects your entire body so um but i had to call my mom like because the breathing wasn't working like me trying to focus on other things wasn't working like if you would have, I was on that plane. Like, I'm not a crier. Like, y'all know I'm not a crier. I'm mm. not a highly emotional person. I was on that plane in my Celine sunglasses, bawling my eyes out. Like, mm. I thought I was going to die. Like, it was scary. Did anybody try to help? Nobody tried to help me, Brandon. Mm. I had this oh, man no. next to me <laughs> in first class, and he just stared at me. He, His huh? wife stared at me. Like, and I'm like, see, damn, can somebody hold my right. hand? Ask yeah. me if I'm That's okay? Exactly. Like, Jesus. You see, you see what happens when you take trips without us? See, <sighs> now you know. Don't take trips without me and Corey. But 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 I want to I want to add to this, right? Because this is a big thing. It's common. A lot of us don't even know what a panic attack is, what anxiety is. Uh, it it affects so many people. Um, you mentioned something. You said I felt like I was going to die, mm -hmm. right? And that's what people feel. They can't they can't tell the difference between a heart attack and a right. panic attack, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's important for us to have these type of conversations. It's important for us to understand the signs and symptoms so we can then be able to help, right? Because one of the things that I was taught, um, our foundation used to travel around teaching mental health first aid. And, um, you know, I was dealing with this for like five years as far as like in this space, but not understanding what anxiety was. And um, one of the tools that you pick up uh, in this in this training is the first thing you tell someone that may be dealing with this is that, hey, you're okay, you're not going to die. Right. Um, the second thing you do is start working on the breath. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, let's count. Let's breathe. There's different tools. You, you mentioned a few of them that you can get. Uh, you can start implementing to control the breathing and control the situation. But the number one thing is understanding that you're not going to die. But the biggest thing is like, yo, we have to understand that, you know, this stuff is real. It affects all of us. If it isn't us, it's our children, which means it, it it still touches us. It could be a neighbor, it could be a friend, it could be a loved one. Um, really quick story. 
right after I did this training and I, we were probably five to six years into our nonprofit work and we implemented mental health first aid, I'm playing for the Seattle Seahawks. There was a gentleman, we're in a preseason. Um, there was a gentleman uh, that was working on a contract and he was dealing with some, um, you know, coming back from injury. There was a lot going on, but the biggest thing was like, yo, I got to get this contract done because this is going to change the course of my life, my kids, kids, right? And that's why, like, I'm so passionate when we talk about, you know, getting deals done for our players, our players standing up for themselves. You know, you got guys like Saquon Barkley, you got Lamar Jackson still out there. I truly believe this. If the deal isn't right, I wouldn't play because one play could change your, the, the course of your career. We've seen it so many times where guys go out there and they don't have guaranteed money or they don't, they're not already locked in and then they tear their ACL or they have a big injury and they never see that contract again, that type of contract that they were negotiating. So anyways, we're sitting here and pregame, <clears throat> all these coaches come in and are like, yo, this, this, you know, what's his name is such and such is struggling right now. This kid was literally in the shower and he wouldn't come out just crying and he didn't understand what was going on. And so I realized what was happening and we were able to kind of like help a little bit. He ended up making it through that situation, didn't play the game. Then after the game, we're traveling back. Before we get on a plane, he has another panic attack, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's just important for us to know the signs and symptoms when it comes to anxiety or, you know, even, you know, suicide ideation. It, it, it touches so many people. So I appreciate you, Ashley, for sharing that story. Um, yeah, especially that's really because bold that's, of you strong. Yeah, that's the first time that's ever happened to me. Mm. Like, I'm not, that's the first time that has ever happened to me in my life. Like, yeah. I've never, yeah. I've had like anxiety, at, like, you know, like, you know, when you're waiting for your bag to come off the carousel, you check your bag and you don't see, it, you're like, yeah, oh my right, God, right. they lost my luggage. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I gotta right, wait. Right, right. Like, stuff like that, you get like me slight anxiety week. or like before a big interview or like whatever, you get like normal nerves. I have never had a full-blown panic attack where like my chest was caving in mm. and like I was in tears and I really thought like okay this is it like yeah. I'm going to die on this plane like yeah. this is this is it so for people who struggle with that on a regular basis I can only imagine what that feels like because even the small taste that I had was one of the scariest um right. was one of the scariest experiences of my of my life I have never felt like that before yeah. Well, I'm so well, glad you I, I had Corey. I don't know yeah. if you've ever dealt with this. I had uh, a panic attack in the pandemic. That was my first one, wow. my only one, and wow. um, I just got hit with uh, coronavirus, and I was in isolation for a week or so. And you know, I just woke up, and I'm thinking like, man, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And all I kept thinking about was, I have to go to a hospital. They're gonna put the what is it called? The ventilator yeah. on, ventilator. and I'm not going to be able to be in control. Um, I'm not going to, you know, a lot of people don't come out of that. Yeah, and yeah. I just went into this full blown panic attack. Um, yeah. Anyways, it's like one, two in the morning and I had to just get out the house. I'm literally walking down the street in shorts, no underwear on, no Oh my sock, God, no he's shoe, going commando. No <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I got to breathe. But I can understand, you see this at times, right? Remember Martin Lawrence was walking down the highway with like no clothes on you know yeah. you hear about uh some prominent men and women you know of course they're gonna we hear those stories because they're public figures but there's it, it touches everybody but we've heard these stories before where people do weird things or it seems to be weird 
but there's underlining issues that we just don't know about. So yeah. I'm, I was thankful that I was in behind a gated community and it was one, two in the morning, yeah. but I'm walking down ass hanging out. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I was just trying to think of when I might, might've had like a panic attack. And that's interesting. You brought up that story, Brandon. Cause I think the one time I might've came close was actually when I got COVID. So that was in 2020 mm. woke up in the middle of the night and like, yeah, that's, I had that feeling of like my chest caving. Of course that was a symptom of COVID. But yeah, I was like, I can't breathe right now. And and then of course, you know, you don't have your, your taste and whatnot. So yeah, so I'm like that that's something that's never going to come back. So th those those things were going through my mind. And I, I think I might have came close. The to The flu that I had was equivalent to what people felt who mm -hmm. got COVID before the vaccines came out. Yeah. So like I got COVID twice, but I was vaccinated both times. So oh, I had okay. a very mild, not mild, but I think I cleared it in like five days, maybe yeah. seven tops. But the flu that I just came off of was like 12 days. Mm -hmm. And that's the equivalent of what people who caught COVID yeah. Yeah, before the vaccine. And I can, anybody who had COVID before the vaccines, like I know how you feel now. That was, <laughs> Me? oh my God. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, mm. it was no joke. Like mm -hmm. it was no, no joke. joke so. Yeah. Well, all right, guys, how about we get into the show? We got a good show for the people. So this week, right, the NFL draft is finally here. And what we're going to do each day leading up to the draft is actually analyze <laughs> a few teams and then, uh, you know, go over what their needs are heading into day one. Today, we're going to start with the NFC North and the NFC South and the NBA playoffs, right? They've been nothing short of entertaining. So we have a few storylines we'll dive into there. But first, you know, we got to start with what was the fight of the year. Right. And Brandon, you had the pleasure of actually being there. I'm, I'm literally getting hyped thinking about it because I just just the whole weekend. I've just been watching replays of one that knockdown that Tank had on Ryan Garcia. And then, of course, the shot that, you know, that ended him. So, yeah, we're right. going to start with the, the word on the tweet. And for that, we have a couple of tweets from the I Am Athlete page, which, of course, you know, detailed all that that had went down and whatnot. Right. So Tank, as you if you don't know, ended Ryan Garcia in the seventh round via TKO. He hit him with a body shot, sent him to the ground, wasn't able to finish, right? And mm. then uh, and actually, it was, which was even crazier, was that Brandon and both, well, both Brandon and Javante Davis called it, right? They said either seventh or eighth round, he's going down. We got a, a clip of Brandon, you know, from, uh, it might've been, what, a couple months ago, Brandon, when you had been- A couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks couple ago weeks. when you interviewed- Yeah, LA wanted to face off. Yeah, 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 let's do it. Let's take a look at it real quick. So sitting here with Tank, I'm gonna be real quick here. We call this content on the go channel. Okay. All right. So um, number one, you know, I'm getting into betting, and I'm gonna put the house on you. Cause I've talked to a lot about the trauma and the pain. You got more to pull from, and that's what it's gonna take. So uh, I'm betting a hundred thousand with you. Um, what's yeah. the prediction? So okay, they're good. Coming in. Okay, one, two, one, two, seven or eight rounds. Oh, I said knockout in the seven. That's what I said. Okay, bet. Brandon, Matt, yo, I said the same thing. Yeah. I thought he was going to go down 7th or 8th, and, and it is exactly what happened. So, Leo, how was that atmosphere there? Like, how was the energy in, you know, in that stadium, in that arena? Wait, before so, he answers that, can I tell you a funny story about Brandon being at the fight? <laughs> go ahead. So, um... Well, one, I don't know crap about boxing, right? <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm like this boxing aficionado. I watch it for fun, mm -hmm. but I always bet on Tank because yeah. I just figure, listen, his, his, his hands are like a lethal weapon. I feel right. like it's the safe bet. But my agent at WME reps Ryan Garcia, oh. and he was at the fight, and I get a text in my deathbed. I'm like laying there like, oh, like can't even mm -hmm. breathe. 
and I get a text from him and he goes, your boy Brandon Marshall is sitting right in front of me at the, the Tank and, and Ryan Garcia fight. And I'm like, dosed up on all these different drugs and i'm like what the hell what <laughs> double back and i was like oh, okay it makes right. sense now mm. so my agent saw brandon living his best life in vegas mm -hmm. so well, I, I, I thought you were going to say he had a tough time with us because it was myself it was uh it was a whole squad uh, yeah. yeah, your, yeah. your, your cowboys uh parsons there was DJ. Yeah, he told me Ray it was a Lewis. whole it was a whole nfl reunion there. Mm -hmm. it was a, right it was a squad. Like, I, yeah. I thought he was going to say like he had a truck. He had he had a problem seeing over us. He kept standing <laughs> up. Probably. Usually that happens. That's where a lot of fights happen in, at, at matches. Is people standing up, and you hear people sit down, sit down. Mm -hmm. Everybody want to see the action and stand up. So it's a whole thing. But look, it was an amazing atmosphere. Uh, if you haven't gone to a boxing match, you should. Mm -hmm. To me, it's the greatest show out there. It's better than watching any live football games, any live. Uh, basketball games, horse racing, it doesn't matter. Nothing is better to me than going to a boxing event when there's two, you know, A-side type fighters, two, you know, uh, you know, stars going head to head. And and if you're if you you're if you're fortunate to see a heavyweight fight, it's even better. Mm -hmm. Because every punch thrown feels like someone could potentially die in the ring. I had the opportunity to go across wow. the pond to London and watch Anthony Joshua and uh, and uh, Klitschko fight. Mm -hmm. and, and I looked at that. I'm sitting ringside with Steven Espinosa, the president of Showtime Sports. And I was like, I don't even know if this is enjoyable. Like, these dudes are literally about to die in the ring. What I love about the atmosphere, Corey and Ashley, is... Everyone comes. They're suited and booted. Like I like the like the tradition of boxing. Like I I want to wear a suit. Like I didn't get suited and booted on this one because Javante Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia bring out a certain type of crowd. Mm -hmm. But I like the sophistication around boxing. A lot of people wouldn't even think that, right? It's like sophistication. Boxing dudes is trying to take their heads off. But it's a beautiful event. It's super dope. Um, and they lived up to the hype. Now, Corey, I don't think it was the best fight of the year but it was the biggest fight of the year, right? Mm -hmm. There's been some brutal, brutal fights this year, some some big-time knockouts, um, but it definitely was the biggest because there was so much on the line. Right, yeah. You got to understand, um, there's no Floyd Mayweather. Even the heavyweights, uh, Tyson Fury, he can't even come back into the States right now. Mm -hmm. um, Anthony Joshua has been knocked down two, three times over the last two, three years, right? Um, so... There's Wilder. What's going to go happen with Wilder? Can he get his career back on track? You know, he fought against Fury, and the outcome wasn't great for him. Mm -hmm. So who is the face of boxing? Ryan Garcia, you know, young, big flash. You know, can he potentially be the guy to ride it out for the next 10, 10, 10 years? And then you got Javante Tank Davis that's, like, walking into his prime, you know, and whoever won this fight was going to be the face of boxing. Whoever won this fight was going to be the one that's getting those $30, $40 million paychecks. It's going to be the A-side. Javante Tank Davis is the A-side. Javante Tank Davis now is the face of boxing. Now he has his work cut out for him because who's in a, who's waiting for him right now? Yep. You have Devin Haney. Yep. You have Shakur Stevenson. Exactly. You have some big dogs that's ready. So boxing is about to get exciting um, and I saw something different in Tank's eyes. We've we've had Tank uh, twice for, you know, uh, previous fights in his camps. He was able to come down. He trained at House of Athlete, and uh, you know, 
my conversation with him and we had this me ocho sat down with him on i am athlete right there in the studio and we talked to talked to him about being a pro i was like yo study the drew breezes of the world the peyton mannings of the world the tom brady's of the world the lebron james of the world how 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 are they taking care of their bodies how are they being pros that was the only question for tank can he morph into a true pro can he stay out of trouble and you know it's been a little bumpy but man these last 12 weeks do morphed into something different. Like, even check out him now. He's not celebrating this win. He nope. He's not on his stories reposting all of his knockouts. Look how Izzy uh, approached the UFC, right, when he had his big knockout, his big comeback. Look at most boxers, and, you know, they're, they're retweeting and reposting everybody. Tank is like, I'm supposed to be here. What I see is Tank locked in, and he's already on to the next fight. He understands this moment. It was super dope. We saw some cool people. And again, I, I you know, I don't know if you guys want to talk about it, but like I am the champ when it comes to betting right now. <laughs> I bet a hundred thousand on Izzy. We hit. Nobody thought uh -huh. Izzy was going to do it. This is a dude that he fought three times in, you know, in kickboxing, MMA, mm -hmm. and now this is his third fight, and he won mm -hmm. by knockout. Mm -hmm. And now I go out there again. I take those same winnings. Right. I take my same winnings, Ashley, and I put it on Tank. This was a big deal. <laughs> and, and I didn't say he was going to get knocked out in the seventh, eighth. Tank Davis said that. Javante said that. And he stood on that. Mm -hmm. I didn't bet that he would fall in the seventh and eighth. I just bet the money line. Right, okay. Right, right. And so um, I'm feeling good. I'm also here. And I got to talk, stop talking about money. Just people know I, I walk around with cashier's checks. I walk around with debit cards. <laughs> so I don't have any cash. I'm not a flashy guy. So just because I'm making these big bets, right. don't try don't to rob me. Don't take anything from me. <laughs> but I also was able to win some uh, you know, some 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 big money uh in blackjacks last night. Oh, dude. I sat down with five thousand dollars. I'm not gonna tell everybody what I won. <laughs> Ashley, I sat down with five thousand dollars and I sat for literally 17 minutes. That's okay? very specific. 17 minutes. 17. And when I say big bag. Big bag, big bag. <laughs> so I'm feeling really good right now, yeah, sitting man, here in I the Blue imagine. Wire Studios. <laughs> you man, you should. I put one a time, on I tank. one time won a thousand dollars playing roulette on my birthday. Oh, my first time, <laughs> my first time ever playing a like a real casino game. Like I played slots before, mm -hmm. but um, when I went to the Bahamas for my birthday, I played roulette and I kept betting on thirteen black. My birthday is the thirteenth of January, mm. and it kept hitting. Okay, and I was like. Oh shoot! Like I'm actually winning. Like I'm actually doing this. And then you know how it works. I remember from the casino, like, like this is the lucky table. Mm -hmm. And then my juju was gone. But I listen. I put down like five bucks and I made a thousand dollars back. Thousand. So that was pretty cool. Oh wow, that's the way to do it. Ashley, just imagine. See, I'm glad. That was that's cool. what I always tell people: understand your budget, bet what you can bet, bet what you can afford to lose. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the key. So I'm proud of you for sticking to like five dollars. No, I just did five dollars because I didn't know what I was doing. I know, but I'm glad that you didn't go oh. out there. I mean, you know, you're you're rich. Okay. Um, you could have went out there and put down three hundred dollars. I would have next five. time. Next time, I'm gonna go bad. a little bit. Now that I understand the concept, I'm gonna go a little higher. Scary money. Okay, but here's the here's the here's the key. The longer you sit at the table, right, the bigger you're going to lose, right, and the chances of you losing increases. So once you hit, go. Even if you're on a bad street, you got to know when to get up. Right. If you lose six, seven, eight hands in a row, get your ass up and go. Facts. If you hit, then go. Yeah. That's the that's the problem because eventually you give your money back. Yeah. They were so they actually they were so hot at me last night. 
I'm talking about 17 minutes. Soon as I hit, boom, 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 double down, double down, double down. I said, all right, I'll cash out. They looking at me like, what? Casino was hot. They try to do all the tricks too. So they'll switch out the dealers, right? Like if you if you whooping one dealer's butt, then they'll come bring out, okay, sorry, Mr. Marshall. Here's another one coming. They try to play all the they try to play all the little tricks. Yeah, they're trying to get you. All right, now before we move on to the next topic, who you think Tank fights next? Is it Shakur Stevenson? Or is it Devin Haney? Who do, you, who do you think he has next? I, I, I think it's Devin Haney. Really? And, and Devin, Devin Haney has a big fight coming up in, I think, 28 days, 29 days. Um, um, he gets past him. Who's he fighting? Can anybody help me here? He's fighting. Uh, I know. I wish I knew the name. I wish I knew the name. It's a legend. Who's who's have, who's Haney fighting, guys? Let's see. Let's Lomachenko. See. He's fighting Lomachenko. Lomachenko. This is a yeah. big deal. Lomachenko has a lot of experience. He does. He's a monster. Yeah, he does. If Haney gets through him, then I believe the next fight is going to be um, Devin Haney and Javante Tank Davis, and then it's going to be Shakur, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is going to be tough, uh, these next two to three fights. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. All right, moving on. Moving on. This next guy that we're going to talk about, he's kind of been in the headlines, I'd say, for like the last week or so. But last week, he made the headlines because he poked the bear. And the man I'm referring to, of course, is Dylan Brooks. Last he week, ain't poked the bear. He he punched the bear punched in his nuts. Yeah, he, and he poked paid the, for it. He, he tried to take the nuts. bear's nuts. Go. <laughs> he definitely paid for it. So, yeah, with this next tweet, we got a tweet from Clutch Points, right? So, yeah, and, and, and what it includes is the quote from Dylan Brooks. But I'm actually have you guys listen to Dylan Brooks say it himself. So let's take a look at it. You say, you say you've, been doing, you've been dealing with this for the past few years. What is this? What do you mean by that? The media making me a villain. The fans making me a villain. And then that just creates a whole different persona on me. So now you think I intended to hit LeBron James in the nuts. I'm playing basketball, a basketball player. So if I intended and that's... Whatever the whatever is in the fragrant two um, uh, category of having a fragrant two, and you think I did that, that means you think I'm that type of person, and that's why I don't rate Mark Taylor at all. So yeah. So these were Dylan Brooks's words after Game Three when he got ejected. So it was after Game Two, of course, when he was talking his trash to LeBron James, and it was a highly anticipated Game Three. Of course, you know we wanted to see what Dylan Brooks was going to do. Well, he shot three for 13. I'm not sure how many points he finished with and got ejected after like 18 minutes. Ashley, what's your thoughts on this whole situation? I just, Dylan Brooks is the epitome of, y'all ever hear that saying, don't let your mouth write a check your ass can't cash? Mm-hmm. He, that's, that's, that's the epitome of what he is. Or, you know, you throw a grenade and then you hide your hands like, oh my God, who did that? <laughs> Dylan Brooks wanted to be this guy. He wanted to be the villain. He wanted to be the guy who throws jabs at everybody and riles people up from LeBron to Carmelo to this team to that team. He wanted to be this guy. So now you're this guy and now you're crying about being this guy and now you want to go ahead and make it seem like the media made you this guy. You made yourself this guy. So while it may be easy to go ahead and point the finger, who he should really be pointing the finger at is the person looking at himself in the mirror. And the worst kind of villain is the villain who's a self-appointed villain. If you look at some of the biggest villains in the history of sports, they were deemed villains by the general public or by their peers. Kevin Durant was made a villain by the media. He didn't just wake up one day and say, you know what? 
I'm going to start throwing jabs and darts at people. And, and I'm going to go ahead and be this bad boy persona and this villain persona. Draymond Green's no different. This is who they are and they own it and they live in it and they play through it. And if you want to be that guy, then be that guy. But don't be that guy when it's convenient and then cry about it when it backfires on you. You took a shot at LeBron James, which is what, what what's the saying in the wire? If you aim for the king, you better not miss. And you missed. <laughs> and you missed, Dylan. You took a shot at the wrong guy. He called your bluff. You look stupid, and now you want to boo-hoo and cry and cut and and hide and, and in the corner, mm -hmm. tail between your legs, and start coughing. Please, mm. it doesn't work like that. That's what you signed up for. This is what you wanted. You got what you wanted. Stand in it. I don't mm. have any sympathy for him. Sorry. Mm. 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 So, so listen, Ashley. This is what I would say. Um, I respect Dylan Brooks taking his shot. Um, what I don't respect is the same thing you don't respect. Um, don't throw the rocks and then hide your hand, okay? There's a couple ways athletes can burst onto the scene. Your play, and then your, uh, your like, uh, your, 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 your flair, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, play, if you're a baller, if you're a Kevin Durant, LeBron James, that sells everything for you. But then there's guys that come along, right, like the, um, Richard Sherman's of the world, and I'm going to the football side, and I'm more familiar over there. The Richard Sherman's, even Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, his talk was bigger than his play the first year or so, and then his play really, I mean, he always was a baller when he came in, even Richard Sherman. But look at what they did. And then you had the same corner down in, in Carolina. He's going to crush me because I forgot his name. But Josh it was Norman. the same play. It's the same thing. Yeah. When you do that, and then you back it up in the biggest moments, now everybody's talking about you, and now you're on the scene. So Dylan's had a nice little run over the last couple of months, right? Barely. With he has with the no. outfits. The, out yeah, the outfits don't count, Brandon. Like <laughs> Everything counts. No, it doesn't. Like He runs his mouth like he's a perennial all-star. You haven't done anything. So like yeah, you, can saying, you can you can cosplay as if like you Stone Cold Steve Austin all you right. want. Like you haven't done anything. You haven't won. You don't have any all-stars. You don't have any MVPs. Last time I checked, nobody was even checking for you a year ago, two years ago. So like you do all of this because you want to make a name for yourself as the villain, which is fine, but then you don't back it up. And then you want to cry when someone calls yeah. your bluff, like get out of here. So, so what's the difference? Can't we put him and Pat Bev in the same category? No, right? because you know what? I can give Pat Bev a little bit more credit because Pat Bev will go out there and he'll compete. And he's been in this league longer. And so you don't think, but Dylan Brooks is one of the best defenders in the game, though. Dylan Brooks does more of this than he does I productivity agree. on the court. I agree with you there. And I, and I, I want to say this as well, right? Like, I I, res I still respect that someone taking their shot. And, and as an athlete, there was times in my career, and a lot of athletes fall victim to this. It's like, yo, I want to be talked about on ESPN. I want the following. I want the brand deals. So when your game isn't big enough, you start doing other things. You can get out of character, and you turn into a character. Remember moments, I'm sitting there, you know, on a Saturday night or a Saturday afternoon after a walkthrough, and I'm freaking I'm almost I'm freaking trying to figure out like how to dance and do certain things I'm sitting there for an hour two hours trying to figure out okay when I score a touchdown 
what am I going to do? What's my celebration? Because you saw Ocho Cinco and the Terrell Owens doing that. And I was trying to figure it out. Never end up celebrating. Never could figure it out. And but you get right. in your head as an athlete. Um, where Dylan really loses me as a competitor, and this is where it becomes disrespectful, is when you go after legends. Like, you can do that, but like you say, you really have to back it up. But, man, like, there is a disrespect. There's almost like a code. And you're breaking the code. You don't, you don't, you don't go out there and say, I don't respect. If you don't drop 40 on me, I don't respect you. Come on, bro. LeBron James has been in the league 20 years. This is LeBron James, bro. He's not only one of the best basketball players, he's one of the best athletes ever. Okay? We're talking about top 10. Maybe even when it's all said and done, we're, he's going to be top five up there with the Tiger Woods, the Serena Williams, the Tom Brady's of the world, the Muhammad Ali's of the world. It's just too disrespectful. And Draymond Green talked about it uh, a little bit this past week where he said there's a sense of entitlement. You know, this generation is a little bit different. I respect it because I want the action. I love what's going on in the NBA right now. And if if, if I'm being honest, like – that that trash that the NBA put out in a in a in a regular season, and Ashley, you always laugh at me. I say the NBA doesn't get started until springtime, right? Beginning late March, beginning of April is when the NBA starts for me. That product that they put out for months, starting back in November, December, that's trash. I don't understand why people are watching that. They need to figure out a way to keep this going, this type <laughs> of energy. The fights, the ejections, the banter, the back and forth, the intensity. Steve Kerr pulling out his hair when Steph Curry makes a mistake. I I just talked about boxing being one of the best sporting events to go to live. But playoff NBA basketball, I don't know if there's something better to watch sitting at home, you know, in your man cave or in your theater. Like, I don't know if there's anything better. The NBA need to find a solution to that. Now, I know the money is... TV deals, 80-something games, you got to have it. But, man, could we potentially go to 50-something games to keep this intensity up, put more on the line? I know they're trying that with the new collective bargaining agreement, Ashley. But I, I'm I, saying all that because— I don't know all about I don't know about all that. But what I'm saying is— What do you that, mean you don't know about all that? Hold on, which part of it? Because I said a lot. <laughs> which the 50, part? I don't, I don't know if the 50— I don't but know. But just tell me this, Ashley. Season, how do you get a, the intensity? It's a long season. You're going to have you're gonna have trials, and you're, you're going to have valleys, and you're going to have peaks. That's just how it works. Like, not every week is right. going to be exciting. Not every game is going to be exciting. There are going to be matchups that suck. There are going to be matchups that are really great. Nah. It's just— it's just the course of an NBA season. I want them to go hard. Can I get them to play defense? How do we get them to play defense? Well, you remember they were considering how, that. How do we, huh? No, I, mean, I said, remember they're considering that in-season tournament. So that that could probably help, you know, with what you're dealing with. You know, But right? going back to Dylan Brooks for a second, since that's what we're focusing on, my issue is not with the trash talk. I'm somebody who likes trash talk. I'm not even mad that he went at LeBron. Like, there's LeBron's an active player. You should you should be able to go at active players. He's mm. not going at Michael Jordan. You know what mm. I'm saying? He's going at somebody who's actively playing the game. He's fair game until he retires. When he went at Carmelo Anthony, that was a different thing. It's like why is Carmelo catching a stray? He's not even playing. But LeBron's an active player. You should be able to go at him. But you can't go at LeBron calling him old and saying, "Oh, he's got to drop 40 on me." And then when you face him, not only does your team lose by 10, but you drop seven points, Dylan. Like, for real? So that's my issue with him, is that he talks a lot. He wants to have this persona of being the bad guy, of the villain, of, oh, 
Everybody hates me and I relish in the hate. I live in the darkness. What Bane say? You you merely adapted the darkness. I was born into it. We get it. You're the bad guy. Say hello to the bad guy. I get it. I see you. But there comes a point where all of this and all of the tunnel walk antics and you cosplaying as a wrestler and all this stuff has to be backed up with productivity. And it seems like every single time you let your mouth write a check, your ass can never cash it. And that's your problem. So don't go mm -hmm. ahead and point the finger at the media for making you the bad guy. You did this. So live in it. This is what you wanted. This is what you got. Yep. Corey, are, are we talking about the, uh, the, the nut punch or do we talk about it now? I don't know if you have it later. No, 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 show. it's not later. So yeah, we, we could talk about this now. I mean, okay. It, yeah, um, yeah. Did you, Corey, what did you think? Did you think it was intentional? I didn't think so. I don't know if people saw. Yeah, huh? yeah, no, I, I'm on the side that didn't think it was intentional. I don't think it's intentional. Yeah, think it takes a guard. sick person yeah. to intentionally punch somebody right. in the nuts. I mean, and if you look at the video of it no, too, he's hold reaching, time out. He's Let me respond for the ball. To Sorry, Corey. Huh? Ashley just said it takes a sick person. It does. When I was playing basketball for the <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. AAU basketball for the Atlanta Celtics, that was like, that's the dirtiest thing that, it's one of the dirtiest things you can do, but it was taught, right? It was, it was taught. Just called like nut check. Like you can do both. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Right, pause, pause. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm working on my pause moments. That's a pause <laughs> moment, but that it doesn't take a sick person to do that. It happens all the time in sports, even in football. Corey, you know this. At the bottom of the pal, it's a fumble, it's a scrum. Yeah, right. People grabbing everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but is that is it intentional though, or are you just yes, like it's intentional. Yeah, in yes, the way he's speaking yes. on it, it's intentional. Yeah, but but, but to 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 Dylan Brooks' defense, I thought he, I think he was anticipating a crossover. Braun went behind his back. It looked like he was reaching for the ball. That's how I feel about it. I don't know. But, but yeah, I, I thought the NBA got it wrong. They shouldn't have they shouldn't have ejected him. Yeah, um, they end up getting it right by not suspending him. So that was right. good. But no, let it let it happen. That's what I was, you know, talking about speaking into is like that intensity playoff basketball. I wish we can watch this from the start to the finish of NBA season because mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, um, that product that they're putting out is trash. November mm -hmm. to. March. Well, look, the, the you know the series right now is two one Lakers. Who y'all got winning tonight? Lakers. You got I told Lakers. Ashley going this. Where are they Listen, playing? Ashley gonna owe me a she, she's the, gonna she's gonna owe me a, uh, an apology here in a couple Lakers. of weeks. Why? I told her that the Lakers gonna put it on. I'm telling her. No, you said they were gonna win the finals. I didn't say win the finals. <laughs> no, I did not. You I said, said they, they were gonna come out of the West. No, you yeah, said they were I going to win. come out of the West. That's the difference between saying uh, I don't think winning. they're coming out of the West, but I never doubted that they could beat Memphis. We shall see. Your shall Knicks see. are playing pretty good basketball right yeah, now. Yeah, they Ashley. are, baby. Yeah, we're going to talk about them a little <laughs> later, so so let's let's hold that. But we're going to move on, right, to some more controversy in the NBA. So for our next tweet, we got a tweet from Bleacher Report. And in their tweet, they shared the news that the NBA is investigating DeJounte Murray's actions following a Sunday, you know, their Sunday game four loss to the Celtics. Uh, it appeared that he intentionally bumped an official while he was exiting the court. We actually have a video of what happened. Let's take a look at it. say that was a little uncalled That's for what you think yeah what you think Ashley what's up with that that's absolutely insane um I'm a DeJounte Murray fan 
you know, I, I've, when we interviewed Steven Jackson for the first episode of, of the pod, you know, we spoke about his interview that he did with him for all the smoke and he's been through a lot and I appreciated his, his transparency in that conversation that they had. And, you know, I was really happy for him to, you know, get this trade to, to the Hawks and kind of get a, a resurgence. You know, he wasn't always the happiest in San Antonio, but um, that's insane. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was like borderline a chin check. Right. Like, I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if it was a bad call. I don't know, whatever. But he um bumped him, and he clearly said something because the ref looked at him like, mm -hmm. and then he what was obviously yeah. upset because he was being held. But I mean, you can't do that. Yeah. Right, and right, maybe right. he thought, you know, because the game was over, nobody was going to go ahead and see it, and it wasn't going to be a thing. Cameras are always on. People are always yeah. watching. Yeah. Like, you got to be better than that. You cannot right. do that. That's that's uncalled for. Yeah. I, I don't know the rules in the NBA, but in the NFL, if you touch a referee, if you sneeze on a referee, you're ejected, right? So they're investigating this. I don't know the rules, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's suspended, right? Like, um, things happen. It's, you know, it's playoff basketball. We're already competing at a high level. Now everything's on the line. Every call matters. Every play matters. Um, so things like this is going to come up, right? We saw right before the playoffs, two or three teams fighting amongst each other. Uh, so I'm not tripping on him making this mistake, but it is bad. <laughs> Ashley's right. It is bad. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if he suspended. And it's terrible because now you put your, your team in a worse position. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, just, again, uncalled for. So... That is it for Word on the Tweet. We'll, uh, you know, hit NBA a little bit later, but we're going to transition to the daily route, right? Hit some more um, bigger stories in sports. And I'd say, you know, none really, I mean, aside from the draft, aren't too many stories as big as this, right? When we were gone, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts secured the bag. And when I say secured the bag, him and the Eagles agreed to terms on a five-year, $255 million contract extension. Now, that contract makes Hurts the highest paid player in NFL history. The deal um, also includes 179.3 million guaranteed. So, and there's also a no trade clause in that, in that deal as well. Brandon, Jalen Hurts, right. worthy of this contract? You know what, I'm, uh, <laughs> great job to his team yeah. um, getting this done. I am surprised, I am. <laughs> you know, we're talking about a guy you know, that's what is this? He just finished up year three. I believe so. Yeah, year three. Three. A, a lot of times when you still get years left on your deal, you're going <laughs> to enter into a team friendly deal, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, they didn't do that. They said, this is our guy. Um, he's the face of our franchise for years to come. And we're not going to play with him. So I am shocked that he got what he got. Okay. Um, and it sucks because I want to celebrate Jalen. I want to celebrate the Philadelphia Eagles and Howie getting it right. Howie is just a – he just gets it. He's, he's phenomenal. I mean, he can win executive of the year or, or general manager of the year every single year. He figures it out. Mm -hmm. The dude is nice, all right? But I can't really celebrate Jalen right now. It, it just makes me think about Lamar Jackson. You know, like – no, Lamar didn't make it to a Super Bowl, but it's Lamar Jackson. 
No, Lamar Jackson, you know, didn't have the year that Jalen just had, but he won the MVP a couple years ago. Yeah. How do you get this wrong? Yeah. And I think what they offered him was right around like $45 million a year, right? So you got Lamar Jackson sitting on one side of the table where they're 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 offering him $44, $45 million a year. And then you have Jalen finishing his third year and getting 51. So um, it makes me wonder why Baltimore uh, is playing. And it makes me think about uh, Lamar Jackson. And um, I don't know. I'm still, like, sitting on this. I don't know if this helps Lamar or hurts Lamar, right? Because you would think you can approach it this way. All right, it helps Lamar because – if Jalen got 51, and I said this, I said this from the beginning, right? When a quarterback is up or he's negotiating a deal, all they look at is like, how do we reset the market? Okay, that's what Jalen did. That's what he was supposed to do if he didn't take a team-friendly deal. Yeah. So if he goes out there and get 51, does that mean Lamar should get 52, 50, 53 million? Right? Right. That's the game. That's how they all played it. The Tom Brady's of the world. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, the Drew Breeses, um, the Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, who's up? What are we doing here? But it can also hurt. Uh, it can also hurt Lamar as well because what Lamar is asking for is guaranteed money. I, that's what everybody's saying, right? Fully guaranteed, and Jalen didn't take that. So now it's like, okay, this is the benchmark. It's more about the guarantee. Jalen didn't get that. You're definitely not getting that. So we'll see how they played. I know we're going to talk more about Lamar and OBJ later, but Ashley, I'm curious to to hear your thoughts on, you know, Jalen getting this big deal and 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 what that could potentially do to your Cowboys. You know, your Cowboys, <laughs> ah, you got to see Jalen for the next 10 years. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'll be okay. Um, I'm not surprised that they paid him. You know, they're fresh off of a Super Bowl appearance. Um, I kind of expected it to happen sooner rather than later. Um, they're also an organization, to their credit, that seems to value their guy. And we talk about this all the time, you know, when we speak about agents, or at least I've brought this point up. An agent can only negotiate what an organization sees your worth as. What I mean by that is they can't implement a worth that the organization doesn't see. The Eagles already see a worth in Jalen Hurts. It's it's there. You know, he brought them to a Super Bowl. They're coming off an incredible season. You know, they value him. So it was easy to play ball with them when it comes to the negotiating table. That's the complete opposite of what's going on in Baltimore. For whatever reason, the Ravens don't see the value in Lamar, which is what is holding up that process. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, in terms of... What it does for Lamar, I don't know. And we had this conversation, Brandon. You and I texted when the news of Odell Beckham going to Baltimore happened, and obviously we'll dive into it more. We said, well, what does this mean for Lamar? They were in the club together. They were at Live. Lamar looked like he didn't want to be there. He looks like me in the club after, like, 30 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, all right, it's time to go home. You're right. Um, we did say, though, that – it could be one or two things. It could just be, you know, he's supporting a guy that he wanted there when, you know, the circumstances were different and he hasn't changed his, you know, mentality at all. Or you said, listen, this may be the game changer that they need to go ahead and pay Lamar what he wants and maybe he'll get over it. 
I really don't know what that situation happened. What right. happens with that situation? I'm going to stand by what Lamar said. He requested a trade. To me, that means he wants out. And until he says otherwise, I'm sticking on that side of the argument. Right. Um, Ashley, there's too much on the line. And a lot of this is, um, this, all of this is like public relations. It, it, it enters into that department, right? What he tweets, what he Instagrams, um, what he posts, post OBJ signing, all of that matters. I don't think you go out there and celebrate with OBJ if you're not staying, right? So I don't know what's going on uh, with Lamar and his camp and what Baltimore is now saying or not saying, but it seems like he's going to be in Baltimore, all right? Um, and that's interesting to me because if I'm... The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Lamar. And I'm seeing what Jalen just got. I don't know how I go back on this uh, non-exclusive tag making, I think it's like $32 million a year. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, how, like that, that just doesn't sit with me unless he's going to play the long game, right? And say, all right, well, you know, then you have to franchise me again next year and we'll play, we'll do this dance again. But that's too risky. Um, so if I'm Lamar, you know, I don't like that. And then another thing that's going to happen as well, don't forget, Corey, Ashley, that Joe Burrow, they're talking as well. Right. So what's going to happen with Joe Burrow? So if Jalen gets 51, what do you think Joe Burrow's going to get? Right. Yeah, he might fall in that 52, 53 range. This can actually be a good thing for Lamar for real. Yeah. Jalen, reset the market. Joe Burrow's going to come and go above that. Yeah. Reset it again. Right. And then. I'm not saying he's going to be here, but you got Jared Goff. Jared Goff, they're, they're starting to have conversations with Detroit. Detroit said that we found our quarterback. This is the guy we want, right? Jared Goff, what is he going to get? I'm not saying he's definitely not going to get 50-51, and I like Jared Goff. Respect him as a as a person um, and, and as a competitor, right? Been through some things. Mm -hmm. 
But if he's making 45, 46, 47, what is Lamar going to get, right? So, But my question this is, is, is if they're unwilling to pay him now, yep. what difference does it make what Joe Burrow ends up getting or what this quarterback ends up getting if the market continuously resets and it's already been reset a few times since Lamar has been trying to get paid? And it still not has it still hasn't made a difference for the Baltimore Ravens. They still slapped him with the franchise tag. Right. They still are dragging their feet on giving him his money, giving him his contract. So what's to say that this time next year, if Lamar does go ahead and play on the franchise tag, let's say God willing has a healthy season, a successful season, what's to say when the market has been reset again this time next year? that the Ravens aren't going to be like, you know what, we're good. We're going to see what else is that. Like, how do you even know that he, like, Lamar's basically playing Russian roulette at this point. And you're putting because your it's faith the, in an organization that has already shown that they're basically like, eh, meh. Right. Mm. Well, well, think about it. The 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 conversation was around Deshaun Watson's contract. Okay. Well, we can't, we can't follow that. Okay, That's well, now market, bring right? Jalen Hurts into the conversation. Right. So the, 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 the biggest thing that we have to pay attention to is the guarantee, you know, um, Lamar wanting that. If that's the case, I don't know. I haven't talked to Lamar. Don't know his team like that, like as far as like talk like that. Um, but if it's the guarantee, then there's going there's still going to be a big gap because Jalen didn't go out there and get a fully guaranteed contract. Joe Burrow can. Joe Burrow can demand that. Joe Burrow's him. OK. Mm -hmm. So now you take away the Deshaun Watson contract. All right, y'all say that wasn't a, 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 a fair deal. It's not the right deal. Deal. Cleveland Browns got desperate. Jalen Jalen Hurts, are you guys going to use that as an excuse? Joe Burrow, are you going to use that as an excuse? You can't. That's the market. So the the Baltimore Ravens, this 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 whole movie is going to end here soon. They're going to have to they're going to have to make a decision. Because yeah. you also got to deal with just chemistry, the continuity. You got to you got to deal with like, okay, how are we going to proceed as a franchise? You got a player, and I, if I'm Lamar, I'll be honest with you, I'm not showing up. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. But what kind of productive production are we going to get out of Lamar Jackson? An unhappy Lamar Jackson? Will he fight through, you know, everything to give us his all? I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. You're not giving me your all. Oh, why am I going to go out there and be the next RG3? Mm -hmm. No, I'm shutting it down. My mm -hmm. knee hurt. My ankle hurt. No, like, you know, just like he said, I got to do what's best for my family. And and a lot of times we forget that. And there's a lot of fans out there. And there's former players as well to feel the same way. Well, um, be a team guy. It's team, 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 team. Well, man, every time I'm walking around, whether it's here in Vegas LA, New York, wherever I'm traveling, I run into some old players and they limping and they hurting. I don't see the 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 Jets or the Green Bay Packers medical staff running behind them, helping them out. Now you gotta do you gotta live the rest of your life by yourself. So cool, yes, team, 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 organization. I love all of that, but you got there comes a point where you have to separate the two and you gotta do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm Lamar Jackson, um, I'm demanding what I'm demanding, and I may not move until I get what I want because he has all the leverage. Without Lamar Jackson, 
John Harbaugh doesn't have a job. This team ain't even 500. Mm. Okay. Without Lamar Jackson this year, they don't even, they, they're last in their division. I got Cleveland right there. You got, I got Cincinnati. I got uh, Pittsburgh. And then you got Cleveland. And they, it's going to be tough. Mm. So, yeah. Lamar has the leverage. Well, well, no, let's dive even further into this Lamar Jackson conversation, right? So what I what I found was a, a tweet on Twitter, right? So I want to take a look at that kind of to provide context with the situation. Now, this is uh, a report per Michael Lombardi. So it was said that Lamar Jackson told the Ravens to acquire both Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins, and then we could talk, right? It was quoted, then we can talk. Now, the Ravens told him that they couldn't afford both players, but they'd get one of them. And then, as we know, it was about two Sundays ago, the Ravens ended up signing wide receiver Odell Beckham. What does that signing of Odell Beckham Jr. mean for Lamar Jackson uh, in this situation? Brandon, like, 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 is that an indicator that, you know, they're going to try and keep Lamar, you know, there in Baltimore? Is this a good sign, would you say? Absolutely. That's why I said that, right? There is no way with everything on the line and, you taking the stance that you you you've taken this off season or or over the last year, ODBJ gets signed. Now we are at booby trap, you know, taking a picture celebrating. It was live, not booby trap. <laughs> oh, it was live. Excuse me, sorry, live. It's all the same to me. Okay? Mm-hmm. Bunch of booties everywhere. <laughs> Those stinky booties. <laughs> it's out the club. Ain't nothing good in the club. <laughs> but anyways. You don't do that, Ashley. You can't. There's no way. Like, yeah. I don't even feel good. I can't even go back in the streets like that. Like, oh man, you said this, but then you're doing that. So, um, this is a big sign. This is a, a great sign for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but also, they should be able to afford both. Why not? <laughs> right. Go get D Hop. It's a beautiful thing. You got two dogs out there that can. They're gonna get one-on-one coverage. You know what this will be. I'm telling you what this will look like offensively. It'll look like the Philadelphia Eagles. Running game, they're averaging 4.55 yards a carry. Okay, so you got to stack the box. And when you do that, guess what's happening on the outside? You got the Devontae Smith, the A.J. Browns, one-on-one. And guess what they're throwing? Jump balls, back shoulders, uh, slants, and hitches. That's it. Simple football. Simple. We don't got to get cute. Mm-hmm. This is in the best interest of the Baltimore Ravens. If the Baltimore Ravens want to be a contender again, they should go get D Hop. It's a beautiful thing. Now you're, oh, Lamar can't do this. Lamar can't do that. Man, please. He can do all of that, but it makes it easier for him. To me, this is the best way to play football. We're going to run the ball. And then I got three guys. I got a tight end and I got two wide receivers. Who do you want to double? What you going to do? Pick your poison. I drop back. Safety want to. You want to uh, favor OBJ side? I'm throwing a D hop. You want to favor uh, D hop side? I'm throwing to to OBJ. If you want to take those guys out, guess what I got? I got my tight end. This is modern football. You got to have three guys that can catch the ball, whether it's a, any combination: three wide receivers, two wide receivers, and a tight end, two wide receivers, and a running back. Right? You got to have guys that can catch the ball on any given play, any given moment. So this is a beautiful thing, and they should go get D hop. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I got a question for you, Ashley. Do you think we'll see something? I mean, because we're stagnant right now with, you know, contract talks for Lamar. Do you think something will happen before the draft, during the draft, after the draft? Like, how soon do you think we'll, we'll, we'll hear something from Lamar? I don't think it'll be before. If anything, it'll be during or after. Yeah. Um, what it will be, I don't know. I, I doubt that 
I don't know. I'm honestly very confused about the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, if that report is true about Lamar saying, you know, get Odell and DeAndre and then we can talk, maybe he's had a change of heart. I don't know. But I don't know. It's I'm very confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a weird I know, right? Like we're all, honestly. listen, we're out here speculating. <laughs> Who I'm so I'm so tired of like overanalyzing the situation. <laughs> like I just I don't know anymore. I have no idea. Something has to get done. Yeah. I mean, right. I think it's true. Um, you know, that report came out. You saw the pictures. You know, I don't even think OBJ. Why would OBJ go there? Right. If go where? Oh, go to, yeah, Baltimore, to Baltimore. Knowing if, that he's on his way Lamar's out. Right? And, well, I can understand if it's just about the bread. If they offered to, I mean, you know, eighteen the million dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could, I can get that. I can understand that. But man, go to Baltimore without Lamar there. They had to have that conversation. So, I think this is a a, a bright spot for the Baltimore Ravens, and um, there's something something's going to happen. And if I'm Lamar, I'm actually waiting. I'm waiting for Joe Burrow to go. Like, no, go Joe, go Joe. Let's get it done, even if it takes right before the season. Joe Burrow's deal might not get done, right? It it could could happen in training camp. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Joe Burrow's going to break the bank. We thought uh, Patrick Mahomes broke the bank. Joey B going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. Come on. We shall I'm see. waiting. We shall see. All right, guys, moving on. NFL draft is finally here, right? We're only about three days away now. First day of the draft will be on Thursday night. So, like I said earlier, what we're going to do is look at a few teams. We're going to start with, uh, you know, a couple divisions. Again, we're going to start with the AFC North today. And we're going to look at, you know, their needs heading into day one. And then we're also kind of going to give you what we feel they should prioritize heading into day one. So if we take a look at it, Brandon, you could start first. You know, you could start with the Browns if you like. Let's uh, let's look at, you know, what they what they need and, and what you feel they should they should really target heading into day one. All right. So I'm going to follow your league. All right. I'm going to follow your lead. So you right. tell me what team you want me to go. You say you want me to start with the Browns. Yes, okay. So right. with the Browns, um, I'm going D-line. All right, I'm going to go anybody that can disrupt on the front end, whether it's defensive tackle or if it's defensive end, right? You you have um, something solid brewing on the offensive side. You're going to be better there because now your quarterback is going to be more comfortable. He's not, you know, dealing with the situation that, you know, the team dealt with last year with all the things off the field. Um, you have Miles Garrett. That's why I say that. To mm-hmm. me, that is the formula on the defensive side. You invest in two dogs. You're seeing it. With the 49ers, you're seeing it with the uh, the Chargers. You know, if you have two guys that can get after the quarterback, man, it makes everybody's job easier. It's yeah. all even with Philly, right? Guys got exposed. We had this conversation with Debo Samuels at the Super Bowl, right? As far as like, are these what was it, Bradbury? He's like, is this corner really that good? Yeah. You know, there's a there's a, there's a lot of action out there if you really want to get after if that D-line don't get to the quarterback, right? I saw this when I was playing ball, playing against the San Diego Chargers when they were in San Diego. Man, they had Phillips. They had lights out. They had this other D-tackle. They, had, they were deep. And you had corners just sitting there. Mm-hmm. They ain't have to backpedal. Mm-hmm. Jay, guys had two seconds to get the ball off. So yep. Cleveland should go D-line. They should give Miles Garrett the help that he deserves and he needs and watch what happens. So I'm going to go D-line there. Got you. Got you. Ashley, what you think? 
Um, I'm gonna let Brandon take the 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 helm on this one. My yeah. voice needs a rest anyway. That sounds fair. That sounds fair. Why? Well, we were just talking about the Baltimore. I know what Ravens. the Ravens need though. Yeah, yeah. They need a <laughs> blank check to get to their quarterback. That's yes, what they sir. need. I can do that one. Certainly, certainly. All right. So yeah, Ravens, right? They, you know, at the top of their needs is wide receiver, O line, edge. What do you think they should prioritize? You listen, when you think about the Baltimore Ravens, and, and a lot of times when I think about um when we go through these different exercises, I look at the philosophy of an organization or what made these organizations great, okay? Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, 3-4, you know, zone blitz type defense and running the ball. Baltimore Ravens defense, okay? Now you have Lamar. You've got to build around Lamar, but I think they're solid when it comes to O-line. They're good enough. They added OBJ. I think they can – Add uh, another veteran wide receiver. I would love to see D-Hop there. But in the draft, I'm going corner. You lose Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. So now you're sitting here like, okay, who are we? how do we stop whatever anybody throw at us? I'm going to go get a playmaker. I'll even take a playmaker at safety. But mm-hmm. if you can add something to the secondary, I think that will take this team to a whole nother level. Because they struggled at times last year. They gave up a lot uh, on the backside of things. So yeah. go out there. Um, and, and find you a nice solid corner. And there's sure. some there's some talented dudes in this in this draft. And I got to be honest with y'all. If y'all come in here for some type of draft analysis, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not sitting there watching hours of film on college kids. I don't give a damn if you're a Heisman Trophy winner. I still don't believe in you. I don't believe in any college player until they step foot into uh, NFL organization. And you got to show me not only in practice, you got to show me in games. And it might take. It, I need to see it for two years. So I don't believe in no college guy because you never know. Sometimes you these dudes have phenomenal college careers and they get to the league and they just, like, can't put it together. Mm. Like, how do you do that in, in a power five? And then you get here and you can't get off a jam or you can't even you can't even put a finger on the quarterback. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Right. These same dudes. Mm-hmm. They're just a little bit older. That's it. Yeah. They stronger, actually, in college, for real, for real. That's the last time you lift weights like that. You know that, Corey, <laughs> eating weights in college. So, yeah, um, anyways, I'll, I'll stop I'll stop my rant here, but I'm going corner there. Got you. All right, well, so now we got the Bengals. They're looking at safeties. They're looking at edge rushers. And they also got to, you know, prioritize protecting, uh, you know, their franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow. So, what do you think they should prioritize heading into this draft? Right. So, Every team has a board, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have their needs there. Um, I'm looking at the best player on the board here because you have Joe Burrow. Yeah. Joe Burrow came out last year and was like, man, I don't care. Like, you know, everybody's talking about his O-line, O-line. He was like, man, I don't care about O-line. I'll make him look good. Mm. And that's what happens when you have a playmaker like that. Even Tom Brady. Tom Brady, at t- like, like, when you got a quarterback like that, man, they they figure they find a way they yeah, get it done. It yep. If I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm taking the best player on the board. Now, I would like a playmaker. Okay, that could be at running back, that could be at safety, that could be at corner. They do need help there. They lost Bates, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if they they That's had depth. They got somebody safety, young yeah. there and stable, but they need to replace him. Um, That's a big loss for yeah. them. But playmaker, you got Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and so I will say this yeah. about the Bengals, though. The next piece that they do add is going to be the piece that takes them to the Super Bowl because they are a couple pieces. They're just a piece or two away. Yeah. Yeah. If they draft. So, correctly, yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, man. No, I'm they it's are. so hard, though, Ashley. I get I hear what you're saying. And we always say that. 
But man, you could have a solid team, great coaches, all of that, and then your quarterback goes down. Well, let's you know not I mean? wish that. Well, hey, let's not. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about Joe Burrow. I'm not talking about any guy because I don't wish that on nobody. But that's the reality. You know, this is a war of attrition. Yeah. You know, it's inevitable for for a guy to go down. If you are in the NFL, injury rate is 100%. So it's just tough at times. It's, man, so deflating when you when you know you're that good and you are a piece or two away and then something happens. So anyways, hey, well, that's why we don't wish it on anybody, but that is the truth. That's why that's why this week is super important, right? NFL draft. All right, last team of the AFC North. We got the Steelers. Right now, heading into the draft, their priorities, cornerback, safety, offensive tackle. What do you think, Brandon? What do you have there? You have cornerback, safety, and tackle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think you go with corner. Yeah, Patrick Peterson, uh, he gives you experience, and he still can make big plays. He is mm -hmm. older. Um, he's not in his prime anymore, but the dude can turn the ball over. So I like Pat P mm -hmm. in that uh Zone blitz offense, or uh, defense, excuse me, mm -hmm. but you need to go corner. Yeah, and just get um, somebody opposite of you. You already have that D line. Front seven is solid. Go get some help on the back end. Yeah, and I'm honestly surprised safety's even, you know, up there, right? With, with Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, of course, you got to have another safety and whatnot. So that's probably why they're addressing you can that, go, that safety. You can go O line, but I, it's right. just hard. I just don't think that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing the same thing for 30 years. Yeah. You want to play really good defense. And we're going to run the ball. Mm -hmm. Even when they had Big Ben. That's why when Big Ben came out a couple weeks ago, and I don't think we were on air, Big Ben wanted to talk about Lamar Jackson. Like, oh, nobody. He doesn't threaten anybody when he's in the pocket. Big Ben, it was you too. <laughs> Big Ben wasn't threatening nobody up or, or dicing nobody up in the pocket. Right. Big Ben, what made Big Ben dangerous was like, yo, he be in the pocket. Yeah. And a, he didn't get his hands on him, and he yeah. found a way to break that, right. that tackle and get outside and still – get creative. Mm -hmm. Antonio Brown, even when he had Antonio Brown, it wasn't everything on schedule. It was, right. oh, shoot, Big Ben got out of the pocket, and then now Antonio Brown mm -hmm. broke off his broke route, route yeah. went from a 20-yard end cut to a corner <laughs> route, and now it's a touchdown. It's a big play, right? So um, yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers do the same thing. And, and so I say all that because, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually double down on, offense, on the offensive line. They've been struggling since Pouncey left, right? Yeah. They were really good up front, and now they, like, hit or miss. Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they go O-line here as well. We shall see. We shall see. All right, so we're going to transition to the AFC South now. So let's take a look at uh, – because, of course, I want to go from left to right. Let's take a look at what we got. So we got the Titans first, right? So right now they got wide receiver, cornerback, and, and quarterback on the top of their board. What do you think they should prioritize? So, so, so ran, um, ran was, uh, with the 49ers last year. Ran, uh, is, is the, the general manager, um, for the Tennessee Titans just got that gig a couple of months ago, right? He's, he's solid. He's one of the best in the business. He knows, um, ball players. He knows ball. He actually played in the NFL as well. Went to the university of Florida. So he's been around big time football his entire life. His father, uh, is a legendary um, scout and, 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 and an exec in the league uh, when, before he uh, retired. Um, they come from that Bill Parcells tree. I say all that because Bill Parcells, you know his philosophy is built the team inside out, okay? So I think what Rand does here, and I think they, left, they let their left tackle go or they moved on from him. I think he goes offensive line here. 
Um, Ryan Tannehill, a lot of people, there's some people that love him or like him. Some people hate him. I think I think Ryan Tannehill is a solid, a solid quarterback. I think he he can get it done. And you also drafted a quarterback last year that they like. You still have the king back there, and there's a lot of talk around him being traded. Um, I don't, I can see that happening, right? Because it's going to come a time. I think he's in year six, year seven. How how long can he can he carry the load like this? Mm-hmm. So while he's still valuable, you can still get a few pieces and build around your team. So I can see him doing that. But if you really want to help out that young quarterback, even Ryan Tannehill, you got to be able to protect your number one asset. That's your quarterback. And then also keep that running game going because that is the strength of your team, mm-hmm. right? So I think they go offensive line here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, I think they need some receivers. I mean, one, ever since they got rid of A.J. Brown, it's just like, all right, so who's going to be catching these passes? But we'll see. We'll see what they do there. All right, next team. I believe our next team was the Colts. Yeah, yep, yep. So we got the Colts. We, they at the top of their board. They got quarterback, tight end, and cornerback. What you think, Brandon? Indianapolis quarterback. Colts. Yeah, quarterback for sure. Like yeah. that's been the talk. They got to get this done. I feel so bad for Chris Ballard, the general manager there. I was with him in Chicago uh, when he got that gig. Remember, he had um, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Retired in camp. Remember that moment? Mm-hmm. You know, walking off the field, practice, and being booed after he said, I'm retiring. Uh, then they bring in two quarterbacks, with, uh, Phillip Rivers and then Carson Wentz. They took a shot at Carson Wentz. They th- Frank thought that he could save him. He had him during his MVP campaign, uh, 2018. That didn't work out. So they just have bad luck at the quarterback position. And so I see them getting it done this year. Uh, they get their guy at the quarterback position. They have to. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Definitely need to be a priority. All right, next, we got, I believe it's the, it's the Texans. Yep, we got the Texans. So, right now, they're looking at quarterback, wide receiver, and edge. I can probably almost predict your you know, your answer here, but what, what do you think they should prioritize? All right, what's my answer? I'd say quarterback. No, bro. No? You don't think they need to get a quarterback in this year's draft? How many positions are on the field? Eleven. Well, I mean, if we, you know, on one side of the ball, 11 on the other. So 22? Yes. But you can also go special teams as well, right? You're right. You know, but let's just go specialist. You don't have to go like L3, L4, Gunner, Jammer. You don't have to do all of that. Mm -hmm. They need everything. (laughs) They need everything, Corey. Just put everything at the bottom. Right. Right? Bring a quarterback in. He's going to be just like a car. Far, they drafted Jeez. him. He got his head pounded. They need everything. <laughs> they lose their receiver. Man, they need everything, bro. So mm-hmm. I'm going to move on from them. I, <laughs> so, yeah, what the hell everything. is going on with the Houston? And there's talk that their general manager, after uh, the draft, he's going to step down. He come from the New England Patriots. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I just yeah. think this organization is just a mess. Yeah, they need it's a, a mess, bro. It's yeah. a mess. Hopefully they could turn it around. But all right, last team in the AFC South. We got the Jags. Right now they're looking at cornerbacks, safeties, and edge rushers. What do you think they should prioritize? Playmaker. I think they go. Uh, I think they go uh, with the best player on the board. You know, uh, that could be anyone. Mm-hmm. So look at your top thirty, your top forty, and whoever is available at that time. You go there. They're a solid team. You know, they were probably one of the hottest teams second half of last year. Um, I think Trevor found a way to turn it around. Obviously, that coach contributed contributed big time to that. 
I really like this team. This is going to be a dangerous team. Yeah. This could be a team like the Cincinnati Bengals a couple years ago, right? I truly believe that. So I just think you go out there and you get a playmaker. You need somebody can turn the ball over, whether that's a corner, that's a safety. Mm-hmm. You know, who's that Jalen, you know? Um, you need a defensive end that can get – or a defensive tackle that can really put pressure on the quarterback. So much of our game now is drop back pass and we're spreading the ball out. So you need to be able to have someone on the defensive line that can really get after it. And um, you can never go wrong. You can never go wrong with protecting your number one asset and that's your quarterback. So even offensive line there as well. Mm-hmm. But I think playmaker, I think they're just like the Cincinnati Bengals. Who who's 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 available? Who's the best player available? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty, all righty. All right. So that'd be it for the daily round. What we're gonna do now is transition to fact or foolish. So if you guys remember. In this segment, I'm going to read a statement for these two. They're going to determine whether it's fact or foolish, but they have to give their explanation why. So, to start us off, Ashley, I'm going to go with you first. Okay. Miami Dolphins will have the best wide receiver core in the NFL next season. Fact or foolish? And consider, you know, they added a little bit of depth in signing our guy Robbie Anderson uh, during our little break. So, fact or foolish, what do you think? The best... <laughs> already have Tyreek Hill, already have Jalen Waddle. I don't know if I'd say the best, but I'll say the fastest. Okay, that's fair. So I'm oh, gonna s- for real. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say foolish for the best, but I'm gonna say fact if we say the fastest. <laughs> that's fair, Brandon. Can, what you can doing? we can we clip this? And I, I'm just trying to, you know, I like to get messy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Make sure we clip this. Tyreek's a buddy. Um, I really like Tyreek Hill. But I want to see Tyreek Hill and Robbie Anderson race. He might not be the fastest on his team anymore. Ashley, what? you're so right. Robbie They're Anderson. definitely going to be. What you mean, what? Robbie you think Anderson Robbie's faster than Tyreek? He's a jet. No, Robbie's fast. fast. His name's Chosen now, by the way. I was just getting ready to We got to call him Chosen. So, yeah, we gotta, we gotta oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. I don't know if he's faster than Tyreek, though. I'm putting my money on Robbie Anderson. Okay. That is a fast receiving. I want to see it, Tyreek. That's a fact. And, and, and no disrespect to Waddle, because Waddle fly too. Yeah. Waddle fly too. Yeah. Listen, so definitely Ashley, Ashley's right. They are the fastest receiving court um in the league, but they are they're also the best. Like I really believe in okay. Robbie Anderson. Like Robbie in the right situation situation can go. Yeah. Robbie was a rookie when I was with the Jets. Okay. So I played two years with Robbie, I believe. And when I say a dog, I mean a dog. Mm. Right. And I think this is a really good position for him. Right. When he was with me and Eric Decker and he had other guys around him and he he didn't have to be the guy. um, His talent really showed up. Um, I think over the last three years, Robbie's been trying to find a way to break through. Um, He understands. You know, the the talent that he possess, you know, he's really been trying to unlock that and it's been really difficult for him. I like Robbie in this situation. This dude is like, Me too. He's, he's thin. Back home. He's thin, but he's tall. Like, if you, it, when you see him, you're like, oh, damn, I didn't know you were this tall. Right. And he he's can a fly. Really... And you know the thing that, that I love the most about Robbie Anderson? He's a dog. And when I say dog, I'm talking about heart, like mm-hmm. crazy yeah. heart. He plays like he's Calvin Johnson. Right. Go back and turn on the film. Talk about jump balls. 
tracking the ball, going big, hit. going across the middle, taking hits. You'd be like, dang, Robbie's so frail. How, how, how does he play like that? Yeah. He is a dog. So I like this situation. I think the Miami Dolphins have the best receiving group in the NFL, but there is some competition out there. But I, it's, it's tough when you have Waddle, you have Robbie Anderson, and you have Tyreek. And he's a really nice guy. I remember um, his fiance Shade is a good friend of mine, and Robbie actually chosen did the first episode of Laces Out when I was at Sports Illustrated, my show mm. at um, SI. He did the first ever episode. Didn't know like the show wasn't didn't gain any traction. Nobody knew what it was. Whatever had us in his house and showed us his closet and all that stuff. And he's just a really good guy. So I'm really excited for him to be home and and around family home, and familiarity yeah. and i think it's going to be great for him so congratulations they're still not the best but they're the fastest well i need to look at that tomorrow i'm gonna look at that Corey. i need to look at the other receiving groups out there and who can compete yeah yeah you no know, yeah, you have philly we'll wait we'll wait we'll do it we'll do it another show but you got you got some some groups out there but i see two strong guys not three mm-hmm mm-hmm all right, now for our next one, Brandon, you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. Guys, the New York Giants extend Saquon Barkley before offseason ends. Fact or foolish? Brandon, I'll, I'll start with you. <coughs> foolish. <coughs> foolish. Just that they should, but the receiving, the, re, the, the running back market, I don't mm. think will ever be the same. You have to, be, and he is special. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great bounce back year. He could have won comeback player of the year. Um, obviously, Geno won it. But, man, I'm telling you, when you get around year five, year six, year six, not even seven, seven, it's a wrap. But five, six, they look at you differently, right? Yep. You really only have one opportunity to get to the bag when you're a running back. Um, they don't want to go out there and pay you know, Saquon, $15, 20000000 million, whatever he's asking for, whatever King is getting, which I think he even took a little team-friendly deal. I don't think it's going to get done. But I do know that, and I always say there's just always one team in, 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 in a holding pattern. They're just waiting. And I do know of one team that's ready to trade uh -oh. for Saquon Barkley and give him what he wants. But Mr. Mara doesn't want to give him up. And I say this to the Giants and Mr. Mayor, like, that's not good business. This young man has one opportunity to do what y'all are doing, create generational wealth. If you don't want to pay him, let somebody else pay him. That's not fair. It's not right. And I don't even know if, it, like, and, and this is what we don't understand. Like, now you expect a guy to walk back into your organization and be the, the rabbit. He makes everything goes. When OBJ left, they didn't miss a beat because Saquon was that guy in the locker room. And then also, he, he doesn't get in any trouble. He shows up to all the charity events. He's a great Samaritan. Like, take care of your people. If you don't want to take care of them and somebody's willing to do it, let it happen. Sometimes it's like that. It's like, you know what? I hate to see you leave. I hate it. But this was best for you because I respect what you have done for us. Respect it. Let him go. Let Saquon go. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this, or at least I've spoken about this often. Um, I think, first of all, they say the average career of a running back, I want to say, is like seven years, maybe, or five to seven years. Yeah. Um, and I think that there was a time in the NFL 
where running backs were kind of, you know, the most prioritized outside of the quarterback position on the offense because of a lot of the success of the Dallas Cowboys. They kind of started that trend of, you know, the run-heavy offense, you know, which is why they used to invest so much in that offensive line because it gave their running back those holes to run through, right? I think a lot of teams saw the success that it brought them, you know, in wins and things like that, and they copied that. But I think now that the league is changing back into more pass-heavy, the running back, unless you have a running back that's a dual-position running back, you look at like an Austin Eckler or even a Tony Pollard who can go ahead and be a hybrid between a running back and a wide receiver, a traditional running back who's just kind of that workhorse, i.e. Ezekiel Elliott, is kind of falling to the wayside of a necessity. So while you want it on your team, because you don't want to have to rely only consistently on the pass game, it's not something that you're going to go ahead and invest just a substantial amount of money in. And I don't think we'll ever see an Ezekiel Elliott-type contract for a running back for a very long time. The league has changed. It's unfortunate. Um, But I think that window for these guys to make that money if they're not that hybrid position has passed. And I don't know... Um, I don't know if the Giants are going to be willing to kind of go against the grain with that. I think that they kind of see that trend. I think a lot of teams across the league see that trend. And I think that it's it's here to stay, unfortunately. So, Can I say this? Um, to all the youth football players out there and the parents that may see this little clip, I don't care if it's 500 parents, if your kid wakes up and says – I want to play running back. Just slap him in the head. I'm <laughs> crying. This is son. That's what Bam. we're not doing. Like, I know. Like, if, if don't grow up playing running back. I grew up playing running back. That was the thing. Ashley was right. We grew up seeing everybody wanted to wear 22 or 20 because you had Emmitt Smith, you had Barry Sanders. That was the thing. Times is changing. We'll never go back. Why? Because it's about business. It's about money. What sells tickets? It's scoring. It's high scoring games. People want to see. The greedy, they want to see Justin Jefferson's, the Stephon Diggs, the OBJs of the world, okay? If you're a running back, switch your position. Go play safety. Try to play linebacker. Um, if you're a once-in-a-generational type talent, then, yes, you can play running back, right? But you better be certain that that's what it is because there's, there's no respect for the running back anymore. I mean, you can go back the last five, six years. Look how how tough it's been for our league's greatest running backs to get the deal that every well a lot of us feel like they deserve or don't be a you don't have to be a traditional running no ashley don't force it i mean you look at if if you're a running back who can also play receiver and you're you're not built like a traditional stocky you know, Ezekiel Elliott or even a Saquon, if you're more lean and and agile like a Tony Pollard or an Austin Eckler, there's a space for you. That's that's something that Mm-mm. team that that's something that will still be um, relevant in the game. But that traditional running back where you're just a workhorse and you're just pounding and you're pa- like that's that's not existent anymore. So if you're Mm-mm. that type of running back, I agree. Play a different position. But if you can be a more athletic type of running back who can run routes, who's fast, who can go ahead and, not, and catch passes, huh? 
But why not just be a slot? Yeah, why not go be? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I my guess. kid right yeah. now, like, listen, man. I wish my 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 boys would come in my 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 room and say, "Daddy, Daddy, uh, I want to play running back." Boy, please. <laughs> Cause like you can go out there, Ashley, and like you say, like the the build, the physique of a Pollard or um, uh, McCaffrey. Learn how to run routes in the slot. That's what you are. Be a slot receiver. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I hear what you're saying, but like, man, it's too much disrespect being thrown at the running back uh, these days. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on, guys. Now, former Bengals quarterback Carson Palmer said recently that he believes Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL. And I actually have a quote here from him. He said, on the Quarterback Room podcast, I think Joe is the best quarterback in the league. I know Patrick is phenomenal, but I just think Joe's more consistent. He's more accountable to the run system and the play that's called and not feel like, well, he didn't win last time and get open for me, so I'm going to do it with my feet. And then before you know it, you're sacked for a four-yard loss because you tried to make two or three guys miss. And then he also added, too, that he feels Joe has no weaknesses. So my question to you guys, fact or foolish, Joe Burrow is more consistent than Patrick Mahomes. Brandon, what you think on that one? I'm going to go foolish here. Um, again, you know, I love Joe Burrow, spoke highly of him all show, and um, he's that guy. You know, but what is it, year three for him? Just finished up year three? Yep. Patrick Mahomes been doing it longer, has two Super Bowls, and he is challenging Aaron Rodgers as the best thrower of the football. And he makes plays. He's a winner. And not only that, we also see him overcome everything. Has a high ankle sprain. He's hobbling out there, still making plays. He actually plays better. You understand? So, like, Look, one might be more consistent, um, but when you talk about making plays and getting it done, how can you how can you argue that Patrick Mahomes isn't the greatest right now? Not ever, but right now. Mm -hmm. Come on. So it's, it's to me, it's a little too early. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is coming off a of Super Bowl, Ashley. So I'm gonna ride with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, what's more consistent than Super Bowls? Right. He's up two zero right now. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I get, I get what he's say, I get what he's saying. I get what he's implying. But like. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. And last time I checked, Patrick Mahomes had two of them. So, like, consistent, I mean, yeah, but I feel you, but no. <laughs> it ain't, but he ain't far off, he's though. He's not. Like, he's not. You know, yeah, he ain't far off. Joe, Joe, Joe's like that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's like that. But, of course, there was just some bias in that statement, you know, considering he's a former Bengals quarterback. No, nah, but, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that. Not with Palmer. No? The Palmers ain't like that. No, they no. keep it real. Okay. Uh -uh. I can no. see I can see aspects in which he's more consistent. I'm not neg I'm not negating what he's saying. In in some regard there's truth there. But you can't say that he's a better quarterback than a two-time Super Bowl winner. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Well, right, I think right, right, I think right. I think the opposite. I think you can argue maybe that that he could be a better quarterback, but to say he's more consistent that's where he threw me off. How like, are you how better than me if I have two Super Bowls? That's that's yeah. Well, I, I guess and, if you look MVPs. at the intangibles of a quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Like, but to say he's more consistent, no, I think Patrick Mahomes been. Consistent All right, so let's do this. So, so let's do this really quickly. Uh -huh. Corey, you're a general manager mm -hmm. of the Corey Renegades. Mm -hmm. Not the Corey Renegades. The Corey Renegades. <laughs> that's an XFL team. Right. <laughs> All right, who are you taking with the number one overall pick? 
Patrick yeah. Mahomes or Joe Burrow? Yeah, that's not like an easy decision for me, you know? Like, bro, come on, bro. Yo, I don't know. Because <laughs> look, no, no, look, this is what this well, is what immediately comes to mind. Okay, wait. Is the current situation of the Chiefs what you're taking each quarterback in, or is it like to the? So what I'm saying is, is the situation is it's pick up, it's look, pick up. It don't oh, matter just, what the situation okay, is. Just like okay, we out there, we on the black top. Like Brandon, look, look. As your a, first pick, as a receiver, build around this one person. Because you know, as a receiver, I was a receiver. You as a receiver, like when you when it comes to like picking your quarterback, and I don't know. I mean, maybe this was just me as a receiver. Like I'm looking at everything, like how he delivers the ball how the ball looks like when it comes off of his hand. You know, is he always throwing tight spirals? Like, yo, I'm thinking of like Joe Burrow, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when I'm listening to all of those things. Now, granted, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's just, like you say, he's a great thrower of the football. He's going to like where he places the ball is going to be great. Like, but I do think Joe Burrow can even up this score here in the next couple of years. Bro, you know who, did, who are you to, going like, with, Super bro? Just pick Joe Burrow. You go <laughs> No, you're not. I think I might go Joe Burrow. This is the equivalent. Uh, this is the equivalent. <laughs> I think I really might go Joe Burrow. Joe Shice. This is the equivalent of when Max Kellerman looks into the camera and says, I want Iguodala. This is exactly what this is exactly what the equivalent is. <laughs> no, it ain't. It ain't you're that taking, bad. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not taking it. Nice, like, you're taking nice. him over Patrick Mahomes. I think sometimes Patrick Mahomes' antics can get a little, like, it can be a He's little too much. He's won two Super Bowls. What are you talking know, about? His antics? I, I don't know. give a damn about his antics. He's I a know. winner. Yeah, yeah, like, he's he's nice and all. But Joe, wow. I, like, I, it's like I'm contradicting all of the words that I almost just said, right? <laughs> it's tough. I'm it's really a tough sitting one, here though. thinking about it. But, but I'm nah. glad I asked you the question you didn't ask me. Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm not answering. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough I'm one. Not. That's a tough one. Move on. Next, next uh, tweet. Yeah, for real. We might, yeah, we might as well go on to the next one. Well, we're going to stay on the conversation of quarterbacks for the next one. So, really, for, like, months, you know, leading up to the draft, it's 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 been kind of the understanding that C.J. Stroud was going to be the number one quarterback and be the number one pick in the draft. But as of late, things are starting to change, right? We're starting to hear Bryce Young's name come up more and more as the first quarterback to be selected. So the statement is, guys, Panthers draft Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud. Factor foolish. Whew. I got to be honest with y'all. Got to keep it real. I uh -oh. keep telling y'all this. I don't watch college football like this. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Like... <laughs> I got to be honest, we need to bring on a college football expert, right? Mm -hmm. I think they're both great. Um, but again, I need to see them in an NFL uniform, NFL locker room, NFL huddle. You know what I mean? So I can't really, I can't really answer this. Who, I can't. Do, you, who do you think makes more sense with the Panthers, though? You, you don't think there's probably one that makes um, more sense with the Panthers? Panthers, the Panthers, the Panthers. I'll, I'll go with uh, Bryce Young. Yeah. I like Bryce Young. Okay. I like both of them, but Bryce Young. Right. What you got, Ashley? Um, I'm gonna go Bryce Young. That's what I've been riding with. I'm gonna stick with that. Bryce Young. Yeah, we'll see. On Pedigree, Thursday. man. Yeah. Something about that. Something about that system. Right. 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 All right. Next one, guys. We were talking about him a little bit earlier. DeAndre Hopkins. Right. DeAndre Hopkins gets traded to the Buffalo Bills. Factor foolish. That would be great for them if they did, if he did. But I'm going to go foolish. Foolish? Yeah. Where do we think he ends uh, up? Dallas. 
putting out that good energy. Give me everyone in Dallas. Listen, I I, I would like to see D Hop um, in Baltimore. Um, I would like to see D Hop in Dallas. So, because of my bias, I'm gonna go foolish here. But this is a real possibility. This could absolutely happen. You know, you got Josh Allen, you got Diggs. You know, how much time? How much more time do you have left? Are they going to get after it? They're going to go for it. You know, this could be really good because yeah. defensively you lose Leslie Frazier. Um, I say that because your strength is on your offensive side. Build around that guy, right? Yeah. Um, so you can make this move and you could be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So yeah, we're actually going to finish off with a little bit more of uh, some NBA basketball. So the Denver Nuggets are the strongest looking team in this year's playoffs. Factor foolish. Ashley, what do you think? Are the strongest looking team Strong, in this year's playoffs? Strongest looking team in this year's playoffs. Like foolish to beat. Yeah. The Lakers. No, foolish. Foolish. Who you got? Yeah. Boston looks really tough. Yeah. Philly. No, I was playing no, around no, when I did. said Lakers. Just when I was playing around when I said the Lakers. I mean, they swept Brooklyn. Let's be <laughs> honest. Um, <laughs> Boston looks really tough. I mean, I they're not the strongest, but I put Denver. Golden State can never sleep on them. Um, my New York Knicks. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're the strongest. I would definitely put them up there though. They they look good, I, but I I, I, I just don't know how I, their game's gonna. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold on it as it gets deeper into the playoffs. There's some there's some things I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm questioning. Right. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, it's foolish for me. Um, I'm really enjoying everything the NBA's throwing at us right now. All of it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Man, I wish we can bottle it up and find a way to throw this into the regular season. And we talked about this earlier. So there's even the teams that look terrible – I'm excited to watch. Like, it's been really fun, this NBA uh, playoff. So, excited to continue to watch it. All right, guys, we got one more. The New York Knicks have been the biggest surprise of the playoffs so far. Fact or foolish? Ashley, you know I got to start with you. Not not a surprise to me, a surprise to y'all. I knew this. If you remember, I don't know if we have the – we have to find the clip in the archives, but (coughs) – I sat in this very seat with Stack on the show with us, and I said, do not be surprised if the Knicks go ahead and make this a series, and if this series goes six games or more. And everyone laughed at me and said, ha, 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 the Knicks suck. They're not going to – they're going to get swept. It's over in four. It's over in five. Now what? I knew what time it was. I don't know about y'all, but I knew what time it was, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, to me, this is uh, this is more about the Cavs than it is the Knicks. Like, I'm just disappointed in the Cavs. I don't see any strain. I don't see any fight. Like, I'm shocked. Like, even don't have, have Donovan dropped 40 yet, 40-plus yet? I'm waiting. You know, that's my guy. Let me fix this. So I'm waiting. But um, I think it's more about the Cavs than it is the Knicks. But I am excited for the Knicks. They 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 seem to be embracing the moment. The the crowd is electric. It's a it's a, it's also another fun series to watch. So um, I don't know what the question was, but I'm more disappointed in the Cavs. Corey. Um, 
I don't know where Corey went, but I'm here. Well, that's it. Is that Manderville. it? We gonna close it out? Ashley, we're yeah. back. What about that post yesterday? Before we close out the show, I felt like it was a little dramatic. And they were like, oh, my goodness, we're back. Everybody's been asked about where paper route. Didn't that feel a little dramatic? No, I thought it was a nice little amount of dramatic. It was cute. I'm back. We're back. We're back. Yeah. We're back. That's really what happened. We were supposed to take a week off. We ended up taking two because we had some star players on IR. We didn't have enough to compete. Ashley Nicole Moss was down with the flu. Yeah, I couldn't Thank have so. I couldn't have a flu game like Jordan. So that's right. Yeah. And I appreciate you for opening up early in the show about um, your experience on the flight back, talking about anxiety and a panic attack. That was, uh, you know, thank thank you. Um, well, thank and you. then Corey. Corey was on the bench. Corey in the cut was Corey on the Corey in, on the bench. Corey on the scooter. AC stores uh, he tore his uh, Achilles. I don't know yeah. if people know that. I don't know if he shared that. He had surgery last week. So right before he went to Dubai, he tore his Achilles playing basketball. Yeah. That's big. Are you so is it is it nasty? Is his foot propped up in his studio? No, he's on a little he's on a little scooter. Right. Hopefully he takes care of himself. That sucks. And he just and he just Achilles. cut across my camera. You saw that? In his little scooter. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, you didn't see it. But anyways, I, I guys, um, we really appreciate you guys uh, joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow, 12 Eastern. You'll have Ashley Nicole Moss and Corey on the bench, not Corey in the cut from the studio in Weston, Florida. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to be, guys. I don't know if I'm going to be here at Blue Wire Studios. So beautiful. It's one of the best studios I've ever been in. I mean, I, ESPN, FS1, even our studio. You know, Brand Star Studio, you know, some cool studios. This is dope. I really want to stay another day. Blue Wire team, can I stay another day? You, they're like, they're showing big love to us right now. If you're ever in the Wynn Hotel, you can ever come to Vegas, walk by. You never know who you're going to see here. I think Ocho streamed live here. You had Waller and Plum and some legendary athletes uh, come in here. Um, but I could be in L.A. tomorrow as well at SiriusXM Studio, but we'll see. Um, Ashley, I'm glad that you're back. Corey, I'm glad that you are um, okay. Start you know, the recovery you, now. We good. Yep. Make sure you listen to the doctors. Of course. Ashley, go get an IV yes. upstairs. Corey, go get some treatment upstairs. TB12 right. is right there at uh, uh, House of Athletes, so make sure you take advantage of the medical services that House of Athletes provide, okay? Because we need you, buddy. We can't. Ali will be so mad at us if we take another week off. <sighs> nah, nah, we ain't okay? doing that. Ain't All right, doing love that. you guys. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Love you. Bye-bye. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, 
I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say... Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.